One of the best feelings in life is feeling anchored. When the waves of life come, you stay confident, stable, and secure. So how do we stay connected in a world full of distractions? We think honest conversations can help. I'm Allie. And I'm Lemmy's. Two friends who just want to chat about how to be our best selves. Thanks for joining us. This is Anchored in Life. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We almost just launched right into that with no record button. Yeah. Take two. Take two. Things have changed since you mentioned this topic to me. Big time. You had a question about it. Not quite sure what the question was, but it was you weren't really into the topic again. And (laughs) again, (laughs) because there's been others. I think it was more along the lines of like, whoa, that's that's a big word. What do you exactly want to talk about? Well, envy, having the desire, I mean, for the lack of a textbook definition, but just desiring something that someone else has. Uh, whether mm-hmm. it's an achievement, whether it's their qualities, possessions, and not so much envy and jealousy and not even admiration, but envy as just longing, wanting something that someone else has, and also how that affects your behavior. So the reason I have changed my mind on wanting to cover this topic, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. You don't like the feelings it's making you feel, or? I don't like the idea. Okay. If that makes sense. You don't like its existence? Hmm. You don't want to dwell on it? Correct. And I think at the time, it was kind of a exploratory topic, you know, because I think a lot of times when there's conflict, there's usually some sort of comparison involved. And usually there is a feeling of less than, and that can feed into jealousy or into envy. And I guess I just don't want to promote that. Okay. That makes sense. I also think this is probably one of the most misunderstood words when it comes to the feelings that it can invoke and Mm -hmm. then how to deal with it. So I guess I've kind of leaned the other way in that I think it's good to talk about because it's a really easy one to avoid, but it can also cause a lot of underlying problems and bitterness, kind of like what we talked about with apologizing. Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing for me, you were saying, you know, a textbook definition, this is certainly not that, but this is Brene Brown's definition, which is as textbook as it gets for me. But she came out with a book, Atlas of the Heart lately, and she kind of talks about 87 different emotions and envy and jealousy. I think people use them interchangeably, but it's exactly what you said. This was news to me, though. I did not know the two definitions of envy and jealousy. I was using jealousy as envy. So envy is what you said when we want something another person has. And then jealousy has to do with relationships. So when we fear losing a relationship or a valued part of a relationship that we already have. So jealousy is about people. And then envy is about possessions or something like that. And so for some reason, it's easy for us to say we're jealous, easier than to say I'm jealous, than I'm envious. Doesn't I'm envious just sound so much stronger? No. So see, that's something, gosh, and my grandmother did not like 
when I said this. I would say that a lot. I'm envious of her. I'm envious of him. In talking about different situations growing up, and my grandmother took major issue with that, she would say, you're comparing and you should not do that. Focus on what you have. Focus on how you can get whatever it is you think you want that the other person has. Don't be envious of anyone or anything. And I guess after I threw this topic out there and there was some hesitation in exploring it, those conversations with my grandmother came back up. Not to say that they don't exist. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people listening struggle with with envy and probably jealousy too. But I am trying to tilt it to where it's more of admiring. When I was looking up definitions and other articles were coming up, that was one of the things they said to do to help if you sh- find yourself struggling with envy a lot is find a way to turn it into that or compassion, admiration or compassion somehow towards the thing that you're coveting or the person that you're comparing yourself to. Because one thing that I flagged was that because it requires comparison for it to exist, envy, it does create a toxic mindset that then hampers personal growth and relationships. Mm-hmm. I think envy is one of those sneaky things that can do that and then you don't notice it's happening. And we seem to, bitterness seems to come up every now and then in our conversation. That was the thing that was most obvious to me when I was thinking about when I'm envious of something, I get immediately bitter. Sometimes it's towards a certain person or group. And then sometimes it's just towards myself that I don't have the thing. It depends on the situation, but it affects your perception of yourself and others. And that's where I think it can get a little dangerous. I agree with that. I'm trying to think of the last time I was envious or envied a situation that was not my own. I have an example. I've brought it up before. It's just so in my face. I really do envy the people across the street from me. Mm. They have these huge houses. Mm. And so when something's happening with mine, when I have to spend a lot of money on, you know, little house fixes that just seem dumb, but they're so necessary and it's because my house is old and yada yada. When I got all this stuff running through my head, I just look across the street and I'm like, I wish I could live in that house. (laughs) (laughs) I do think about it often, probably just because visually it's right there. But Mm. I think about being envious that they have a house like that and I don't. I don't feel that's a situation where I really seriously don't feel any type of way towards my neighbors. But there are instances where I'm envious of the person and the thing they have and not just the thing they have. So that can kind of get a little more tricky, but I really have no animosity or anything towards my neighbors. This is just really about having a thing. You admire their house. I love their house. (laughs) Their house is great. It's a great house. (laughs) They bought property, probably tore down a house like mine and built a brand new one. There you go. And it's great. So I think about that a lot. And here's where... I struggle with it because it's weird. I I immediately do the but. 
And you know how we hate that word. <laughs> yeah. And that's not good, you know, because, yeah, you are stopping a negative behavior with another negative behavior. So using your example with the house, mm -hmm. they have a nice house. Yeah, but do they have a nice dog like Tilly? Probably not. Probably not. There's no dog like Tilly. Nope. And and that's what I'll do. Okay, to me, that's positive. Are you saying it's not? No, I don't think that that's positive at all. I think that's you finding a silver lining and a optimistic viewpoint. Hmm. I don't. I think it is trying to make yourself feel better and putting yourself on some sort of higher level or pedestal because you feel short mm. in another area. Yeah. Okay. Choosing an area where you're not the inferior one. Right. Not everyone's going to have a beautiful dog. And that's okay. Not everyone's going to have a beautiful house. You can just appreciate them and said house and dog for what it is. You don't need to play these games. It's very tricky for me. Yeah, because you're just kind of extending that comparison game. Right. <laughs> Which really you should just stop the comparing right. is what the problem is. Yeah. I mean, this episode could also be called comparison at the end of the day. Because everyone knows that's the thief of joy, but this is a little more specific. Yeah, it's how it affects you psychologically and emotionally. To have envy, it, it can really do a number on anything you're trying to accomplish that's healthy. And I think subconsciously, we don't even know that we're doing it. Mm -mm. You know, even with reality shows, we're watching them <laughs> and we're saying, mm -hmm. oh, look at this and look at that. You know, eating our popcorn and judging. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm judging the Kardashians or whoever because part of me does envy their lifestyle because I, too, want to be able to fly in a private jet wherever I want, whenever I want to, and have chefs and personal trainers and whatever else their money allows them to have. Would I trade my life? No. But I'm just saying the judgment in me comes out because there's a little bit of envy in there. I don't, I mean, can, can you judge without envy? I mean, is that possible? I don't think so. But someone listening out there will probably disagree with that. <laughs> I think it's very hard. And it, it probably depends on what you're judging. You know, am I going to judge you because, and have envy? Be, well, just as I was getting ready to say it, I got to walk it back because I love cheesecake. <laughs> and okay, wait. What? Like more. <laughs> so, if we're out a, a, and I'm thinking about this because it's birthday week, and I love a cheesecake for my birthday, and like a whole cheesecake, not a slice. I get the whole cake. It's only once a year. Don't judge. Amen. So, if we're out at a restaurant and we're ordering dessert, and you get the last piece of cheesecake that they had. And then I've got to pick something else, say key lime pie. Yeah, I'm going to be looking at you with a lot of envy in that cheesecake. <laughs> I was going to say it doesn't have to be something really <laughs> small. And I was going to use cake as an example. And then it was like, ooh, that wouldn't work. But you get the idea. <laughs> yeah. 
that's an example of kind of what I did where you're not, it's, it's not about me having it. It's about the cheesecake. But then with the Kardashian thing, I think there's a little bit of bitterness that and envy that I'm projecting onto the people as well as the things they have. But then you know what I do? I turn around and say, yeah, she's got a great Christmas tree, all the lights. It looks gorgeous, but she can't share it as soon as she does. She gets judged. She gets called being tone deaf because she has this elaborate setting that most people can't afford. And I can share mine, you know, because mine is way under budget. Or I say she can't take her daughter to a movie. They have to watch their movie at the house and they're missing out on the experience of being in the theater. Mm -hmm. And it goes back again to that comparison, just so I feel better. And I really want to focus on strategies for developing a positive mindset because I think envy is rooted in a negative mindset and you've got to embrace those personal uniqueness. I think a lot of people are going to relate to what you said, though, about not kind of realizing that that's just continuing the comparison train rather than hopping off of it when you find something negative about the other person's life to make yourself feel better. I think on the surface, like I like I thought <laughs> 10 minutes ago, I'm like, that's positive. That's that's a that's healthy. And then you're like, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I looked up. Berkeley, you know, mm. the really fancy school, they had five ways to cope with envy. Ooh. I felt like that was a pretty trustworthy news source. Okay, the first one's acknowledging it with any emotion. I think that might be yeah. first step. Okay, this is interesting though. Recognize that pride is just the flip side of the envy coin. Mm. I had to like marinate on that for a second when I read it. I was so caught off guard by <laughs> the profoundness, I guess. So recognize that pride is just the flip side of the envy coin. I don't know. I I take I take a little bit of issue with that. I think that you should have pride. I think that you should be proud. I agree with that. I don't know if this is saying that the pride is a bad thing. Is it saying that pride is just as bad as envy? Is that what it means? Because on the other side of the coin? Well, they're saying they're of the same. If I look at a coin and I'm looking at heads, I'm looking at tails, it's the same coin, just a different side. Two different sides. Okay. Um, I think I feel slightly differently than you. Too much pride or an unhealthy amount of pride is what gets in the way of you working through the envy in a healthy way. And that envy stems from pride. I get what you're saying. I think people should have pride too. I think it's what roots confidence and self-esteem and things like that. But then are there times where I'm making a decision just for the sake of my pride? Yeah. And that's where I think it can be damaging. Yeah. So for me, I equate pride to work ethic. Oh, okay. Um, when I'm talking about pride, I'm I'm talking about putting in 110% to whatever it is that you're doing because it is your time and it is your reputation attached to it. Yeah. I think this pride is the arrogance kind. I see. Yeah. The I'm on a pedestal. Look at me. Mm -hmm. I can't possibly apologize or do anything that would make you look weak because I'm too prideful. So in that light, does it? do you agree with the coin thing then? 
Well, I don't like arrogance. You can be confident and not be arrogant. For sure. There are a lot of arrogant people out there, though. There are. There are a lot of people that act a certain way just because of their pride. Yes. And they would tell us that we're wrong. They would. <laughs> they would. And that's what puts and them I in the category. I disagree. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. And then number three is replace envy with compassion. Mm, that's good. So can we use the example of me having the cheesecake and you're not, you don't? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. Offer me compassion. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to acknowledge it. Are you kidding me? For the no sake way. of our listeners, you have to Ooh. walk the walk. Um, <laughs> this is all a conversation happening in your mind, right? Nothing ha- is happening out loud ever. No, I am. I'm like thinking all of it right now, even what to say next. Yeah, I'm probably just not going to acknowledge it. Right, and you know what? I will probably just say, oh, I don't want anything. Oh, you don't want anything now because you can't mm-hmm. have that. Mm-mm. Well, how? Okay. Then how would you turn it into compassion? I would, I would let you enjoy it without mentioning my extreme disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing how much that bothers both of us, knowing that someone is disappointed, I just wouldn't say anything. And that's you offering compassion to me. Silently. Silently, right. (laughs) Right. It doesn't always have to be out loud. Sometimes it's the things you don't do or say that are the loudest. <laughs> Sometimes. All right. Number four is let envy fuel self-improvement. Yeah. Which is, I think, what you're saying you hope this conversation does. In yes. I, I want to shift the focus, right, from comparison to self-improvement and gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you have my list of because number five is ding, ding, ding. Don't forget to count your blessings, Mm. a.k.a. gratitude. Yeah, the fact that we're out even having a dinner together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will always, well, maybe not always. I continue to struggle with the glass half full thing, which I guess is gratitude. I find it cheesy sometimes to think like that. Mm. But it is always helpful. Why do you think it's cheesy? I don't know. And I was just about to say, if people are nodding their heads and relating to that right now, just know that I see you. And I just sometimes feel a little funny about being, even just with myself, like I'm not even talking about when I'm having conversations. It just feels, <laughs> I, even when you said, even the fact that we get to have dinner, it's like, I kind of want to be like, okay, whatever. Really? <laughs> really? That was my first reaction. Really? Yeah. Oh. Because like, okay, Lenise, yeah, let's just sit here and look at silver linings all day. No, I would genuinely be happy that we're having time, especially with the month I'm having. I would be so grateful. I honestly, I'm coming to see you in a couple of days and I am so excited. Even though we're not going to have a lot of time together, I am so excited. Just the opportunity to see you and hug you, you know, that I would be able to remember. Now, I'm I'm going to be honest. I would 
notice that you got the last piece of cheesecake and that now I have no cheesecake and no (laughs) dessert. But after I would start thinking about that, I would then think, but I'm here. Also because I just like being around you. You are the most pleasant person for me to be around. Oh, wow. I want to crawl up into a ball and go into a (laughs) hole. Don't go into a hole. (laughs) The whole time you've been talking, I feel like that scene in The Grinch where his heart is like tiny (laughs) and then it like explodes out of his Mm -hmm. chest and he doesn't know what to do with any of that. It's just that my, I always need, it, it feels like I always need someone to lead me to gratitude. I, you know, that's just what it feels like. It doesn't feel like I'm programmed for it. But again, what do you always say? And I'll echo it because it's very helpful. But it is a practice. So if I'm not practicing, which I feel like maybe in the last week or two I haven't been, then no wonder I am don't just wake up like a robot and yeah. think, get real gra- like thankful about the clouds and the sun and the sky. Well, if you start putting it in that light, <laughs> Allie. <laughs> It's the only example I could think of. But like, okay, we were using your cheesecake example. Now we can use my house one. A lot of people my age don't own a house. No, they don't. They don't. Like, it's not possible. Like, financially, it's not possible. Or their job is crazy. They move around too much. Whatever. They don't have two incomes. Yeah. It's it's bad. And there's no end in sight. <sighs> no, there isn't. Interest rates. I have a COVID interest rate. So I literally can't move ever. But it's okay. That thought of you have a roof over your head, you have a wonderful husband, those kind of thoughts, yeah, in my head, they're cheesy. I don't necessarily love saying it all out loud, but it really does make the envy dissipate because it can't thrive. Like the comparison and the envy, it can't thrive when I'm feeding my brain with those positive things. Even if it feels rehearsed sometimes, I just, it helps. I think the reason why you may have an issue with um, certain things, and I don't like the word cheesy. I need to find another word. I think it's just because you expect, right? You expect to have a great husband. You expect to have mm-hmm. a house. You have expectations. Yeah. You expect to be able to wake up with a roof over your head. So yeah. it's not that they're cheesy. It's just that that's your base level. Yeah, that that makes sense. So. Getting back to practicing gratitude, you can also practice mindfulness to help you cope and be aware of being envious. And that is probably going to be my 2025 next year's goal. Got it. (laughs) Just to be mindful of it. And I think that I do a good job of being aware. But again, that awareness takes me back to comparison. I'm like, yeah, but. X. Mm-hmm. And that's just kicking the can. That's not helpful. No, and I don't want to do that because when you don't have a pure heart, when you can't genuinely be happy for someone else, you are never going to have anything yourself. Not just because it won't come your way, but because you won't allow yourself to have it because you're constantly be comparing. It's hard, man, with social media mm-hmm. too, to like motivate yourself not to and then be thrust into the world 
and try, try, try not to. That's why I'm, I'm saying willpower can only take you so far here without the practice, you know, because everyone's a human and it'll get you every now and then. The mindfulness, the gratitude practice, it's really important to recognize the negative feelings so that you can do something about it. I'm the kind of person that won't recognize a negative feeling until I snap at someone I love. And that's kind of a a wake-up call, you know, like, oh, okay, I don't think something's right <laughs> with my heart or head here. Let me figure this out. Because in thinking about this topic, I'm I'm envious of a lot of things. And even just that really short reflection, I was able to do some things that that did help. Gratitude was the main thing. But I wouldn't have realized that if I hadn't have opened the door to it, which is what I hope these conversations do just in general for people. I think online forums and communities that are dedicated to personal growth, because that's one of my goals with this podcast, personal growth self-improvement. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there that offer that kind of thing, but the more you have it, the better. There's no such thing as too many, right? Of these online forums where you can come together and you can share your experiences, your insight. How do you deal with envy? Mm -hmm. In preparing for this, I, I tried to look up some materials and I came across a TED Talk that was titled The Surprising Science of Happiness by Dan Gilbert. And I am really excited to look into that because of his connection to the Detroit area. I also saw a podcast that was recommended. It's called The School of Greatness. And the particular episode is Overcoming Envy and Comparison. And I'm like, well, that is exactly what we're talking about. I love how they put those two words together, too. I'm sure that it just came up naturally like it did for us. And then the book that was number one in terms of recommendations, and I don't know if you've read this one yet, is The Envy Cure, How to Stop Feeling Inferior and Start Living with Contentment by Mark McMinn. And since mm. our last conversation where I recommended books and podcasts, I am almost finished with Mindset. Okay. And I am loving it. So it was a good recommendation. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Earlier, those topics that you just said and, and th- what they're called, it reminded me earlier when you you guessed why I was thinking the way I was thinking, I thought you were going to say that I keep telling myself I don't deserve things. And I think that can also be something that we almost, uh, we use envy to punish ourselves because we think we don't deserve it. I think I can toggle back and forth. I think you're right. Most That's me most of the time. But I think sometimes it's just uh, you're getting into that inferior spiral of I don't deserve it. Right. So you're kind of putting salt in the wound. So maybe any of those resources, maybe tackle that too. That's a big one. That yeah. causes a lot of emotions, right? Thinking you don't deserve things. You got to talk to yourself to be your best friend. Someone said that to me once. I remember thinking, I don't think I want to be my best friend, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this reminds me. Oh, because it totally goes with what you were saying. I watched an interview with um, Cheryl Lee Ralph. She said this, love you, love you deeply, 
Love you confidently. Love yourself madly. Stop being mean to yourself. Stop being disrespectful to yourself. And it goes hand in hand with what you're talking about and being your own best friend. You have to love yourself. And I think that if you do, in the way that you madly love your partner, you ferociously love your child. You love yourself with all the dedication that you pour into your profession. If you had all of that love, all of it, at once for yourself, can you imagine the force you would be? There would be no envy. It just literally cannot live in you if you are that kind of person and you're clearly filled with gratitude and fierce love. Yeah. Let's all be our best friends to each other and ourselves. Yeah. And I will definitely pick up this resolution of less envy in 2025. (laughs) Shelving that until 2025. Got too much on 2024. (laughs) Let's be realistic with our goals. 2024. She's trying too hard. It's flying by, but yeah. All right, everyone, thanks for listening again. We'll catch you next time. Until then. 